Ah, uh, buongiorno, beautiful beings, and welcome to another very exciting TB podcast. This one again recorded live at Paradigm 2019, featuring perhaps my biggest idol when it comes to the doof scene and making tunes, Mr. Yuli Furstadt, aka Perfect Stranger. We were very lucky that he was kind enough to give us about 40 minutes of his time straight after playing on the Bush Techno stage, just before he was on his way to his after show at My Aeon. And, oh boy, he was so candid and gave us such great insight on how he writes tunes, what it's like traveling the world, um, some of his uh, digital structures, his own label and, and what they've been working on uh, from Berlin and, and also from San Francisco in his own studio what it's like playing at places like Rainbow and Boom and crowds of tens of thousands to dozens. Boy, this is also available on DoofTube. You can watch the entire interview thanks to Molly Ruth Photography. Also, Julian LaPap, our producer, as well as Lev, uh, Tamara and the Parade Touring team for helping to make all this happen. This is the second part of our little Paradigm series featuring some of the best Psytrance artists from around the world. To hear our recap of Paradigm, tune into our most recent podcast before this one featuring Mandragora. That one you can also watch live on DoofTube on the DoofTube YouTube channel or also go through Instagram at DoofTube Live. And of course, all the links to all of our episodes are available at the TB Podcast on Facebook and also trentoff.com. Our next episode after this also features Freedom Fighters, and we've also got a sneaky one in there with a couple of Melbourne's favourite party runners in James and Dustin from Porn & Co Dace Bar, heading into one of their big parties coming up straight after their birthday. So without further ado, enough from me. Let's get straight into this one with Yuli Firstat. Just a little bit more on the great man, Yuli himself, uh, before we get to the full pod and I guess the influence he's had on on not only my career but life uh, Perfect Stranger first would have seen him at at Earthcore not that I really remember him back then as I was still getting into the the doofing days but I guess my first real connection and memory with one of Yuli's sets was at Yamea at the Fernihurst site where he was supposed to play for five hours it turned into eight we do uh, we do talk about that on this episode, including a little picture from when I first met the man and I'm rocking the Daly jersey and he's in the in the Steph Curry not long after that I actually quit my job and went over to Europe to experience Boom and Azora and we got to see him play at both of those so at Azora he played on the Pompui stage and and did a Yuli Yuli set there as well as a Perfect Stranger set Uh, that was the first time I really got to see him do a a proper just techno set which was pretty awesome then got to see him again at the Alchemy Circle at Boom which was uh, definitely a life changing experience and uh, one of my good friends Shan Young we were down deep in the uh, in the hologram pit there and that was definitely something to be cherished and inspires us to go back to Boom every year. In 2017, we dedicated a doof stick to him at Rainbow. There's again pictures of that on the Instagram, and, and this also pops up on the video uh, on the YouTube, on the DoofTube channel, so check that out. We got to see him again at Electric Parade, and then he did a sideshow at My Aeon, which was another one of those ones where he just connects with the audience, and that definitely helped inspire me and, and focus me into getting deeper into the music scene and, and trying to write my own tunes as well as just looking at his way of uh, building a set, which I've also tried to help implement. But enough about me. (laughs) We got to see him again play at Boom 2018, where he rocked the main stage. Uh, And then a week later, he was back here in Melbourne and did a perfectly strange set for four hours at Seven Nightclub, which was awesome, despite him rocking a Clay Thompson jersey. We were then lucky enough this year again to see him at Rainbow, where he did a Yuli first that set before... Nanaplex on the sunset stage and then uh, on midday on Sunday on the main stage had the place absolutely pumping with again one of his perfect stranger sets and then he was back again here for for Paradigm this year and and that's where we were lucky enough to catch up with him and and have this awesome chat straight after he played on the Bush Techno stage before he went to do another set at my Aeon. We heard how highly Nanaplex, uh, Ben Carter and DJ Ipcris spoke about him on the podcast uh, earlier in the year for us and, and how Yuli's inspired a range of artists over decades he now has his perfectly strange studio set up in san francisco and his digital structures label which he's helped with by josephine which he touches on during this pod uh they recently had a new compilation come out which will have a feature track from that at the end 
Some of our favourite tracks from him include Manifestation and Six Feet Under, which uh, was remixed by Captain Hook. Manifestation, probably my favourite song of all time, Ooh, which is a big call because Rave's been up there, but it's it's probably overtaken it just due to how it's helped motivate me, particularly through school and uh, changed my mindset, I guess, and outlook towards life. And it shows that how uh, connection with an artist and music can really help help keeps help keep one focused and and dedicated. Sorry, help keep one focused and motivated into life and and sharing good values. We go into his story here from being a backpacker, how he used to travel around Melbourne with his guitar, to now being one of the most idolised and inspiring figures in our most modest and influential scene. Uh, and I think anyone who's seen him play definitely knows how awesome this man is. Please watch the YouTube video because uh, it's great to see how charismatic he is and, and how passionate he is about his scene and connecting with the audience and, and how much music means to him. And it's great to see that that gets passed on to, to generations now. So. Enough about me and my connection with this man. He is the boss. He is the one we look up to. And the fact that he could give us this time just proves why he's such an awesome man and inspires so many people. So thanks again to Yuli for his time. Let's get straight into it. This is the TV podcast, live from Paradigm 2019. Welcome back to the TV podcast coming to you recording live from Paradigm 2019 here in Melbourne and it is very rare that you get to not only share a couch with perhaps your ultimate musical idol but just a life role model Mr. Yuli Furstadt, perfect stranger thank you very much for being here sir great to be here he has just finished playing the beautiful techno on uh, the Bush Techno stage here uh, just before we're about to go to his club gig at my Aeon we really appreciate your time it's very rare that I get stuck for an opening question, my friend. But um, I guess tell us tell us about like this is not your first time to Australia. You've played Paradigm and and these sort of events many before, Electric Parade. Um, what, what's the vibe like and the energy that you're getting from from the crowd? Well, in general, Australia is my probably favourite yeah. destination mm -hmm. on the globe, and. I have so many reasons for it and I communicate really well with the crowd and with with, with whatever is here in yeah. general, you know, since before I've been a DJ collecting music, making music, I've been really in love with this continent yep. and uh, it never changed. And well, the thing that never <laughs> changes though is, for example tonight when the weather goes a bit, well a lot wet um, and people, the crowd can be thousands or dozens and your show is immaculate regardless um, the way that you connect with people like how does that feel to know that your music is is hitting everyone whether it's a massive crowd or it, it doesn't really matter to me to be honest and mm -hmm. and if I can say I actually prefer the smaller parties yes uh, it's it's like well generally speaking if, if it was my choice mm -hmm. I wouldn't be performing because it's like it's I'm just a guy to sit in the house and <laughs> do his geeky things yes. rather than perform and be good looking and whatever, you know? It's yeah. not my style, you know? Mm. And um, uh, somehow I feel it. I feel much more comfortable with uh, smaller amounts of people yeah. because you can actually share the energy yeah. in a more personal way, you know? Yeah. When you, when you, of course, when you're performing 10,000 people, then it's amazing, it's mind-blowing and... Sure. Uh, and we share these these moments yeah. like in Boom or you know mm -hmm. in a, in Ozora or like yeah. Rainbows happen, mm -hmm. and it's amazing. Yes. I mean, like it's hard to to compare. Mm -hmm. However, when you play uh, little events, yes, and you can look everyone in the eye, you mm -hmm. know, and you can communicate with every person. I don't know. Yeah. For me, it's uh, is at least it, you cannot compare, but at least as equal. Yeah. Uh, at least equal, but. But in many, in many ways, the, the, the personal thing mm. that you have going there is, is worth more to me. Yeah, and when know? you're making the music itself, um, the, I guess the frequencies, frequencies of the universe and the connecting, okay, do you take that into account when you're making a song like Manifestation? Um, <laughs> <laughs> because that is the best song that you will ever listen to, ladies and gentlemen, Manifestation, <laughs> Perfect Stranger. Um, actually, actually, manifestation I wrote because of my wife. Okay, please, <laughs> please tell me more. How, what was the creative process behind that one? Well, well, the thing is that first of all, about your your the beginning of your question. Yeah, uh, 
in the early days, like I'm making music over 20 years. Yeah. So in my early days of Perfect Stranger, a lot of music was exactly like you're actually explained. It was like channeling in a way, you know. I'm not a professional musician. Uh, I, I really was an idiot not to take because all, all my family are pianists you know yeah, right. and, and you really, a really tra- good pianist and like at the age of 10 I told my mom yep. to bug, bugger off yeah, so you didn't have you know? any sort of musical training growing so, up so I had and I remember the yeah. te- theory but I never sure. practiced and even yeah. when I was like okay I succeeded with the Perfect Stranger project now I have mm-hmm. much more time to bring some Russian teacher <laughs> you know the one that's yeah. like and I just didn't do it because I'm a lazy bastard <laughs> that's 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 the, the sad truth about it, you know. The sad, so it's, it's but, actually but, sorry to cut you off. But, but, it does but, sound like I'm having a conversation with myself because I grew up with grandparents that are country and western singers on both sides, and I had music, instruments and guitars thrown at me, and I never really took to them. But now I'm just loving it, and many of our audience are in the same boat where. Um, Growing up, they probably didn't have that. So yeah, the so, thing sorry, is, the thing let, is, let when I going. was making, started making electronic music, yeah. I was actually playing both the piano and the guitar. Mm-hmm. It's like I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was a like a really amazing guitar player, but I, I did nicely actually. Yep. But there's a thing about making electronic music that involves computers. Yeah. It just basically uh, breaks down your musicality because mm-hmm. you all are you doing is doing these little cubes and yeah. you know and. And and eventually you 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 forget your yeah. your you know because it's a lot of about technique and, and muscles and muscles on and muscles on your fingers and yeah. the way you use them you know sure. anyway so back then I was a lot like a not being a professional pianist mm-hmm. I was a lot channeling I don't know how to explain it but yeah. uh, some 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 really famous kind of tracks of mine were written. Probably in matter of six hours, and really? they were like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it's not. I was like, I was super high on drugs, and you know, it just happened. Yes, I was not. It just, mm-hmm. it just happened. You know, it just, yeah. I just felt what I need to do. Yes, I call it whatever you want. Yeah, manifestation was written much later, mm-hmm. and it was written because my wife, she's an avid fan of Eckhart Tolle and yeah, of all, all the likes, and she's really into it. She's yeah. like, mm-hmm. and and I'm, I'm, I became kind of a hooked because actually it's true, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and listening to what she listens in the kitchen, <laughs> I was like, eh, I like that stuff. Maybe I just, uh, yeah. just take a little bit of that. And, and yeah, I used that like a, took some speech and used it and I'm gonna do it in the future because I think I think the really nice thing about this music that doesn't have words in it yes. so it is few times that you put words in it words with meaning uh, words that, that can more t- can can change you know yeah. make the difference mm-hmm. it's really good to put them in the right spot and that just yeah. make this difference it's, yeah. it's awesome and it's, yeah, um, I'm glad that you know this yes uh, I, I, one thing I like to say about the, the good techno is uh, it doesn't need words because your brain makes up the words for you and you can yeah that's correct <laughs> I believe in it <laughs> um, another of your songs which we adore is Six Feet Under um, angels 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 um, what's the <laughs> what was the creative process like um, doing that one with the remix as well with uh, Captain Hook? Well, that's a really special track that you're talking about because, in, in fact, it was written back in ni- 1999. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, well, so, okay, so, so the, the true story, the real story behind the track. I wrote the track as Give BLT, the <laughs> as BLT yep. in 1999, and I sold that track to a label, non existing label by the name of Shuffle. It was a chemical crew, yeah. DJ Scazi label, okay. back in the day. Yep. And they wanted to make some compilation with it. Mm-hmm. and. It, and then the, the label group they broke down they basically go get bankrupt or they stopped releasing oh, okay. so basically this track I sold it but I never it never saw light of day because sure. I couldn't release it yep. and so when I became Perfect Stranger what I did mm-hmm. I remixed it in a slower little slower pace mm-hmm. using that sample from uh, Jacob's Ladder and yep. you know it's amazing sample as well yeah. you know and, and it became a really monumental track for yep. Perfect Stranger and and then well i stopped playing it you know because i don't know i i just i didn't realize then that people 
you know, people still bring me to play because of stuff yeah. I've been writing 13, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I didn't yeah. understand it until mm -hmm. two years ago. Yeah. When I understood it, I started thinking, hey, I need to play that stuff again, you know? Yeah. But the one guy that understood it before yeah. me is a smart guy, he's an amazing sound engineer and musician. Yeah. His artist name is Captain Hook. Mm -hmm. And he was playing that track 12 BPM high because <laughs> it's 126 you know he was playing at 140 40 BPM bang it and it's working and he goes like man I want to remix it I said please have a go yes and then he did what he did mm -hmm. and so now we're all playing it <laughs> um, so with uh, with a tune like that I guess it's uh, that, that are being reinvented now is that a lot of the concepts behind the 11 the releases for the 11 album because there are a lot of I guess remixes from some of your older tunes there or uh, well, the thing about the Eleven album is like, uh, oh, about I think two or three years ago, they came up, there was coming up an idea that we, it would be nice to summarize my uh, my uh, communication and work with mm -hmm. the Iboga label. Sure. Because it moves beyond Perfect Stranger, they were releasing on vinyl music that I was making as BLT yeah. in yeah. Omega before. Mm -hmm. And Where can we find the BLT stuff? Is that still Sorry? Where can we find the BLT? Uh, probably uh, in trash bins around <laughs> okay. the globe. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's, I, I stopped making BLT back in 2005, I think. Yeah, okay. And uh, it's a good music, I mean, you know. Mm. I, lots of people still like it and yeah. I get a lot of response on it. But personally, I'm, you know, I, I'm behind that. Mm -hmm. I'm past that, yeah, I sure. meaning. Yeah. And, uh, mm, there were really amazing ideas and great collaborations with mm -hmm. great musicians, by the way. But, yes. but uh, I don't think I'll be reviving it anytime, yeah. anytime soon. Uh, however, there was really nice music written then, and yeah. what I did, mm -hmm. I just ripped it because it's mine. I can't yeah. do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. and so I made it a perfect stranger track. So yep. they were reborn. Some of them, like uh, uh, what? What's that? Uh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bad, bad memory. Bad memory. Uh. Okay. There were a few of them, yes. so and they were really successful because it's a good music, you know. Just you need to to update it to make it more yeah. to the right to the time, sure. you know. And uh, yeah, where were we? <laughs> so with your sets, um, how often, how much do you prepare um, before you play, based on the type of event, or are you just going a feel of the crowd? Uh, it depends, really. Uh, thing is that. Uh, I do have, because I play a mixing key, mm -hmm. that means I play according to scales. Yeah, sure. I so you prepare, you you prepare it in I basically, no, I basically have stems or bunches of tracks that are going together well and have can make long mixes. Sure. And then I just play with them, you know? Yeah. And then... Um, so you put your USB and you're not necessarily picking a song, you're picking the stems. But but also oh yeah well so so I have uh, I'm working with a record box yeah. which is amazing software yes. it's it's awesome yep. and uh, and it allows you to 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 arrange your music the yeah. way you like to arrange yeah. it exactly. and so my music is arranged by stems by root notes mm -hmm. and then I have all the bunches you know so yeah. I can just jump to this bunch and then to that bunch and mm -hmm. and I can like it's easy to make it flawlessly the thing is that many times I. Uh, decide to play DJ set and mm -hmm. not Perfect Stranger yeah. orientated and then I would do comp something completely different especially yeah. if I have a long set like in Yamaya for instance that yeah, is like, sure. yep. but uh, that was when a 5 I hour set that turned into an 8 hour set wasn't it? yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yamaya 2014 2015 yeah, yeah that yeah. happened yep. and, but, but when I have shorter sets like these yeah. then I, I like I, I choose to play Sure. Only the perfect stranger material, and then I have it more in order. Okay. You know. So how do you prepare for something like Boom, or even I remember um, you played at Boom last year. I think I must have almost been on the same plane as you because I left the day. Was up. it? Was it? Was it the one after Asterix? Um, you played at Boom, and then you came and played here and did a perfect stranger four-hour set. So, um, oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. In, in the club, in the yeah. club, yeah, yeah. So those kind of sets. Are you? Um, do you have a structure in mind because it is a feature when it's just you or compared to well in boom in boom it was planned set yeah because you know it's 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 like it's it's it has to be on time yeah and, time and, and, and you also you have to be on on top of your game completely you yeah. know it's you very it's very hard to play a gig like that and and still going like i gonna improvise yeah. you know yeah, <laughs> sure. it's like it's mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't have a, a large enough boss to do that. You know? <laughs> so I'm. Uh, so that that's I pre-plan it, and I like. Yes. Of course, if I see that my plan is not working, yeah. I, I do have. Yeah, you've got the, uh, the alternative routes, sure. but 
it's planned. Yeah. When I came to play the club, mm -hmm. it was it was not. Of course, but you know, when you play so many gigs, mm -hmm. then you already have these again mm -hmm. these bunches of stems that you know yeah. where you put them. You know, mm -hmm. but yeah, for our set, you cannot plan it. Have it's you, too long. Have you ever made a mistake playing live that um, was an easy mistake that someone could make? Yeah. Yeah, of <laughs> I was, course. I was, I'm just putting it to stir you up because at that club gig, remember, everyone thought the show had finished. When you, uh, I remember, I actually sent you a message about it. What happened when you played here? The tunes went down. You thought the decks had, fro had froze. Oh yeah, do, yeah, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and do you want to tell us what actually happened? Well, actually, I don't really remember, but I, okay. so it's like, I, I well, think I stopped the wrong city. I think yeah. someone had bumped the crossover button. The DJ. Oh no, before. no, 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 no. Okay, okay, I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Who played before me? Was Tad? It was Tad. It was Tad playing before me, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Tad, it mixes with the fader. Yeah. And I always check if it's if somebody before me mixes with the fader, I fix it on the CDJ. Yes. So if it moves to the wrong yeah. side, you mm -hmm. can't hear it. But in this case, I completely forgot that he's yeah. playing with a fader. And then, you know, like, it's moved there, mm -hmm. and then I was like, what's going on? Well, because <laughs> it was a nice, lovely breakdown as well, it's and it was like right at it's four o'clock. It's supposed to be playing, you know, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> so what's going on there? You know? Yeah, kids, check the button, all the buttons, all yeah, the Yeah, check the your cross fader. <laughs> yeah, if it's in the middle, it's good. On the sides, bad. <laughs> Is there a festival that you are yet to play at that you would like to play at? Yes. Which one? Fusion. Oh, really? Yeah, they actually, uh, they were calling me in this year and then disappeared. Mm. Bastards. <laughs> we'll see what happens about that. Okay. Uh, and you played at Rainbow Serpent this year. Uh, I did. Before Ben Coda and Chris Nanaplex, who are good friends of the pod, they featured earlier this, well, they, they come on a couple of weeks after Rainbow for us. Um, what was the best Australian act or even just act that you saw at, at Rainbow yourself? Did any stand out? Oh, that uh, to be honest, this this rainbow for me, like I adore Rainbow Festival. I'm, I'm not hiding the fact that it's mm -hmm. my favorite festival in the sure. globe, and I'm not sucking up. <laughs> it's just good. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Since the first time I was playing it, and then the Eclipse Festival, yeah, and then all the rainbow yeah. I played over the years, it was just. Yeah. Personally, as an artist, it was it was amazing, and they also choose the music I like the best sure. out of all the festivals, yeah. festivals in the circuit. Did you get to hang and around? And then I always get hammered there. And like, <laughs> Perfect. And like I have to go aside not to not to make myself like a. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dinox on the Monday was very special. Yeah. Did you get Did you get to uh, see I, that? I did not. Oh, okay. I did not. I, so 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 this this specific rainbow, I was really heavily jet lagged because did I took a gig in Brazil just a weekend before. Yeah, that's right. And I had to come back to Australia. Via San Francisco, where I live, oh, and yeah, it was wow. just a bit too much yep. for me. And you've only just arrived here today. Where, where have you come from today? Uh, from San Francisco, but, but that's an easy one because yes. because just one flight is it's sixteen the, hours. It's fine. But coming day. back from Sao Paulo to San Francisco and same day yep. to Australia, killed me. Yeah, right. I, I do remember I did did go see uh, and listen to Superflu. Yes. And I just adore this act. They're mm -hmm. amazing. They're sure. doing such a good music. They're a really big influence on me. Yeah. And uh, and they're really special in their music. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear uh, Patrice Bowell playing, but he was on repeat in my car, and, <laughs> and he's amazing too. Okay. And uh, regarding the rest, I wasn't really participative yeah. in this festival, unfortunately. Well, I couldn't. That's all right. We um. What was uh, what were you listening to on your way here this time on the flight over, or or even on the drive to this event? Well, I've been playing in a, in, in this organization mm -hmm. for this organization many various events. Yes. I know them personally; they're good yeah, friends. Very good, very good team. Here. And, uh, and I was actually really exciting playing on a Bush Techno stage. Yeah. Which uh, like because because there I would I, I was feeling free to play mm -hmm. my own stuff that is a bit slower, a bit quirkier, mm -hmm. and uh, and um, playing with after Tetramet or yeah. with Tetramet in the same yeah. lineup is always awesome. He's yes. a good friend. Yeah. And and basically I really had a good time. You yeah. know? What and was I, I, I was I was into a good time yeah. from the first moment. What was the song that you played? You might not even remember, but the song you played after Manifestation. Do you remember? That? Uh, uh, oh, actually, it's an unreleased track. Well, that's why I didn't know it. Because what is this one? It's got a real dirty grind to it. It's it's an unreleased track with Dixter. Okay. We do it from time to time when I'm in London. He takes me cool. to his studio, and mm -hmm. he's an awesome guy. And that's a message to you, Dick. You owe me the fucking files. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I'm waiting for them for half a year already. Come on, Dixon. And I'm, I'm ready to accept them and to, you know, yeah. how, do they, yes, <laughs> fix it, you know. How do you go co- collaborating uh, uh, across the world? Bring Uh, how, how do you go collaborating with other artists? Like, obviously, you'll get in the studio together, but then when you are on opposite sides of the world, uh, how does that communication go? And I'm, I'm, oh, I'm really bad in, in collaborating and uh, via internet. I'm yep. super bad about it. It's uh, not as fun, I, I just, it? I'm just too old for it. I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I like the vibe of people sitting mm-hmm. in the studio and sharing energies. Yep. And you know, the thing is, when you're in the same studio. Because it's not really as you as a band, you everybody playing something. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, you have one computer, one keyboard, so one guy does. You know. Yeah. But the presence of another entity in the same little space yeah, is really important. You know. Yeah. And for me, it's 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 awesome and it's important. I don't know. I I have a really hard time to just get files and then yeah. do something and send it back and just, I don't know this ping pong. But that's why when I'm coming to London every single time. I tell uh, Dick, hey, I'm over. Mm-hmm. Are you home? Yes, I'm home. Let's okay, going. <laughs> two, three days. No, because you know, I we, we come together, forty-eight hours. Yeah. You know. And it's done. Yeah, you sure. know, it's really nice. You know, yeah. and uh, it's awesome. I really love these little sessions that you know they really work out. And Big we sample the, the mighty mm-hmm. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so it was nice. Yes. Uh, maybe you delete this. No, no. <laughs> uh, is there any artists that you haven't got to collaborate with that you would like to? Oh. Well. Yeah. Roger Waters. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Seriously, uh, probably uh, Extreme. I would love to, or Simon Postford. Oh, yeah. Simon Postford. Yeah. But. Uh, but I'm really happy about my uh, my current situation of collabs. Yes. And the thing that I really like to do now mm-hmm. is writing my own music back again. That what I'm doing, yeah. I have a new awesome studio in San Francisco. Finally, I built one. Mm-hmm. It's a really new one. I uh, finished it just two months ago. Perfectly strange studio. Perfectly strange studio. Yeah, please. it is. And uh, and it it's be, it took me a lot of time because you know having family being in a different mm-hmm. land and everything yes i was making music on the headphones for way too long and now i have amazing studio with mm-hmm. awesome sound systems yep. and i've been doing a lot of techno recently uh, bringing my digital structures label yep so up, is, is that know. the home of digital structures then like that's what i was yeah it's like a digital structures will be celebrating its 10th years with me yeah uh next year sure so how many other artists are involved with that uh many many yep. digital structures basically is a home for those artists that create uh, music that is basically doesn't belong to a specific genre mm-hmm. and they let their cre- creative uh, juices going whenever mm-hmm. or wherever sure. and um, if it sounds good uh, we take it yeah. in many cases it's the ideas are awesome productions not so because young artists yes then I ask them if they mind giving me the stamps and then you and polish it up a bit up. yep so I'm the ghost writer for many cool but it's the whole thing because mm-hmm. I really believe in in our scene mm-hmm. if you made something you made yourself to be in a certain place that you actually can provide yourself your family you need to give back to the, your yeah. community yeah. and and bring people forward 
sure. and and we're trying to do that you know yeah i really like running underground label mm -hmm. of course i'm not completely hippie and i really <laughs> want to succeed but yes. i like the way i'm doing it and that's the right way to do it yeah how do you, you balance that um trying to not become mainstream or commercial with I just can't. Yeah, right. I don't know how. Yeah. If I knew, I would. Yep. Um, you mentioned about being on the road and making tunes in headphones a lot. Um, first of all, how, how old are your children? Uh, how old is she? Uh, my daughter, she's over three years old yep. now. What's her name? Zoe. Zoe? Hi, Zoe. And I love you. Life on the road must be tough. What do you do, I guess, to, to keep yourself busy and to kind of not be so lonely do you liaise with other artists a lot are you making music while you're traveling um well i i really like since i moved to california it's become became really tough business because being in california like in israel israel is really close to everywhere except australia sure. yeah. so why did you move to california i found love yeah so she's from there yeah yeah and uh, and so uh, and it, it's like moving to california was a really bad business idea for me because mm. i would definitely yeah far more satisfying living in Israel because everything mm -hmm. is close to Israel. Flights yep. are not expensive. Yeah. Uh, my my regular trip from Israel to Europe would be 24 hours, and I'm back from mm -hmm. California. It's three days. Yeah, sure. And it's a real long flight, mm -hmm. and it's tough, you know. Mm -hmm. But things you do for love, you know. Yes. And uh, I'm really loving the vibe in California, to be honest. Yeah. North California is awesome, and it's really laid back. It really reminds mm -hmm. me of uh, Victoria, yeah. Melbourne. <laughs> not on like days like with the weather like this, but <laughs> actually we had a really wet, a rainy winter. It, oh, was, really? it was it was yeah, yeah. but 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 I, I don't mind it you know it's I, I, I like I'm really more suffering mm -hmm. in 40 degrees Celsius rather yeah. than like in a rainy day agree. and uh, and yeah I will on the road uh, I have longer trips mm -hmm. I try to work to make some music I have a the whole label to to to, to keep up with I yep. have artists I, I'm not doing bookings for artists but I mm -hmm. still need to be on top of everything True. because uh, I'm not I don't have uh, people that work for me yes so you you're, you're 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 the one man shop you you are I'm, you I'm are kind of a one man show because mm -hmm. we have uh, we have actually a Berlin branch mm -hmm. with two awesome people Golan Bayawaka and Josie yes uh, Josephine mm -hmm two amazing DJs and uh, they've been collecting uh, compilations for us Josie is about to collect one more awesome. I have a partner uh, and co-manager in Israel mm -hmm. by the name of Gabi Tubi with few releases on the Chef more Gabi? than a few releases on digital structures yep. he's also doing compilations for the label and mm -hmm. will be with one later this year mm -hmm. uh, so they all help me but um, uh, being the head mm -hmm. is meaning means being on top of everything so yep. so yeah it takes a lot of time I'm, and, and basically you you all, at all times when you have you have nothing to do yes you have so much to do and then you have for instance nowadays where Game of Thrones is coming up <laughs> you need to, to watch all the seasons again <laughs> it's so tough yeah. the life is just miserable right. watching four yeah. like oh man it's uh, hard it's tough man um, it's tough well I'll tell you what's what's tough is I'm sitting on a couch with Perfect Stranger here at Paradigm 2019 Neelix just played Just Like Me, the remix with Vok, which is probably one of my favourite Neelix songs, which has now gone into Angels of Destruction. So that's in the background while we're sitting here. Paradigm 2019. Melbourne, you are the absolute coots. Thank you very much for having us. It's amazing. Um, amazing. I don't, I don't want to keep you too long. You're about to go to your after-party gig at My Aeon, which you've played at many times. Correct. Uh, last, time, last time it was Full House with a DXM production. Is it, yeah. Am uh, I right? Um, I believe you are because, mate, I don't know what it is, but any time in my life where I'm a bit unsure of what's going on or get a bit lost, you seem to pop up and play a gig at whatever city I'm in. And that's just, manifestation, bro. And just for a well, that's the manifestation while we're sitting here because when you were playing out there, I'm like, hey, we should have an interview while Neelix is playing my favourite songs. <laughs> so, you know, that's manifest manifestation. <laughs> so thanks, Eka. Yeah, it works, eh? Um, I talked to Mandragora earlier and asked him this as well. When you're making a song, do you um, come up with a hook or, or find a vocal, like you said, with your wife and then build a song around it? Or do you already have a track kind of made and then, hey, what what am I going to chuck in here? Oh, actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm first writing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing the music. I like the groove first. Yeah, the groove. The groove, it has to be fat. It mm -hmm. has to be interesting. 
it has to be really uh, like juicy and like it has it has to talk you know mm -hmm. so many people say that they hear something talking in my rhythms many times yeah. so that's what I'm looking yeah. to make you I know? think that's where I hear that manifest manifestation it's just yeah, your rhythm yeah, building, yeah, building, so, building. so there, are, there are many tracks of mine that there's like when you, you hear yeah. them they say something you know yeah <laughs> I have this track Lizard with Ethan Writer. Yes. There's this TV squeaking there and it <laughs> says something in Hebrew that is so funny, you know? Yeah. And nobody hears it but me. Yeah. And then when I come to these people and I say, Did you hear just mm. that was said? It was like, Oh my God. You know, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that, that's the whole thing, you know. But the samples they came late. They come in my in my creation. Yeah. The samples come later. Yeah, sure. And and uh, well, I actually say that with that manifestation part that we were discussing earlier. When I think I hear a manifest manifestation, I'll, I'll say to people, "Can you hear that building?" And they're like, oh, "I can't. I can't even say manifestation." And then the drop will come and it goes manifestation, and like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> but um. You did the song with Grouch as well, with the mm. family guy. I did. Oh no, I did. she did it! Oh yeah, I, oh, <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, another another good one with Amos ripped to shreds. Um, ripped to shreds. Oh yeah, that's like, uh, he. He's so talented. Yeah. This guy. So um, I guess one getting is with those good vocal hooks and how you, like do you focus a lot on cutting them up and building them into no, the but tree, actually, that the thing is that with Grouch it was different because we were making a track and I was. To be to be to be completely honest, I, at that at that very specific mm -hmm. point of time, I wasn't in my forte, yeah, and I wasn't really right into writing music. Sure. And uh, we were really good buddies. I like to meet him. I like his family. I like his wife. Yes, and uh, we I just stayed in the house and was doing mm -hmm. stuff. You know, was playing around, and, and and the groove was really nice. And actually, all these perfectly strange melodies in the track. Yep. Oscar was writing. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sounds like Perfect Stranger. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So he was writing it, and then I was like, I was like, I was, maybe you look like into this, like some silly samples from like from cartoon or something. And then we're like, just listening to stuff. <laughs> and, like, and then we came up to this Family Guy thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this one, this one, this one. <laughs> and I go like, now we need to do triplets. Yeah. We got to the triplets, <laughs> and then, like, and then, then it was just be, uh, became of a joke, you know, this yeah, like, sure. little triplet stint, and yeah. then go back to the. <laughs> it's really an amazing track, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's a very fun one to play, yeah. that's for sure. Um, <laughs> another another track, just in my mind, the one I was going to talk about. Did, did you guys have any questions that you wanted to ask at all, or anything? How old were you when you started making music? How old were you when you started making music? Oh. Uh, uh, oof. I, I actually uh, started a, like you mean trance music? Well, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't writing music when I was playing the guitar. I was just playing yeah. some blues, you know. Sure. So I started writing music at the age of twenty-seven. A bit a bit a bit late. Yep. A bit late, yeah. I, I, never, I, never, I never planned. I never planned it. It wasn't yep. something that so I. So what were you doing before you started making music? I was traveling. Mm -hmm. I was actually like a year before I was actually raving in Melbourne, <laughs> and and yeah, and then my mom got really sick, and I'm the only child. She okay. called me, and yeah. I was nursing my mom for a year. Does she still live in Israel? No, she mom, my mom died after oh, that. Sorry, yeah, right. yeah, she was cancer, uh, like okay. tough cancer, yeah. and then actually after that, I was at home, and I actually was kind of lost. I was about to go studying, mm -hmm. which I did anyway. But my, yeah. I had a birthday. And then all my friends came in, and all the people that I traveled with, mm -hmm. like I was traveling, playing the guitar, whatever. Yep. And they told me, look, we don't know how to tell you this, but we think you need to make trance music. I said, <laughs> oh, really? And then they, they present me with a check, you know? Oh, really? And they go, like, go buy yourself a synthesizer. It's a good start, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I was lucky because at these days, so this to was make your 20, a studio was, a was really expensive. But since my mom was gone and I mm -hmm. got some uh, some money, mm -hmm. I just said to myself, hey, it would be nice to have a studio and yep. just like sit there and just take it all out, you know? Sure. What, so that's what I did. What did you study? Uh, psychology for a very short while. Yep. Because then I understood I just need to read the books and sure. it's boring stuff. Yeah. So and then I studied uh, acupuncture. Yeah. Um, I guess what was it like studying psychology? Is that um, I, I guess that is implemented into your music then? Because your music has like mm -hmm. nearly all the tracks are positive messages. No, but I really actually I was bored. So I did I didn't even attend to my first semester tests because yeah. it was it was it wasn't boring i just uh, the 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 idea the way you need to study to achieve a certain number of grades to 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 go on mm -hmm. it's I, I don't know i didn't like the system yeah. and then i just changed i just stopped just even before the exams 
And I uh, next year I was already studying acupuncture, sure. and that's where I uh, graduated. I'm like acupuncturist and herbalist. Cool. It's much more. Uh, right. uh, so after this, I, I I'll, I'll be I'm on this couch, and you can give me a nice little acupuncture. Yeah, yeah back rub. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the name Perfect Stranger. Yeah. How did you come up with that, or why? Why are you perfectly strange? Uh, looking back, it's a great name. Mm -hmm. And I was explained why by uh, some people very later, very later on. Yeah. But when I chose chose it, it was uh, because I really like uh, a tune made by Sandman called "Perfect Strangers," mm -hmm. and uh, there is also a really nice song named "Perfect Strangers" by uh, Deep Purple. Yeah. And uh, I always thought that it's a really cool name. Mm -hmm. Like it's very, uh, it's very uh, kind of an exciting name. It's very yeah. mysterious. It you know? is. And then, and then I was uh, actually it was in can in uh, in Tulum, in the end mm -hmm. of Mayan's uh, table. Yes. In the end of 2012, I was having a walk on a beach with uh, with uh, Sebastian from Minilog. Okay. And we were having a chat. I really like this guy. He has a mm -hmm. lot of. Uh, uh, he's smart. He's not wise. Yeah. Wise. And uh, and he told me, you know why your name is so awesome. <laughs> and I go like, tell me. <laughs> and you go like, because everyone is a perfect stranger. Yeah, that's right. And it's so exciting because mm -hmm. because it's it's like it's it's a name that appeals to anyone. It doesn't matter what music you make. Yes. You know? <laughs> so yeah, never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing about perfectly perfect stranger, and the first time we saw you at Boom, a couple of my good friends, one of the favorite things they love to see you do is you get on the trot. They call it this dance move that you do. <laughs> this one. They say you get on the trot. So anytime we see you on the trot. We always send a photo. I'd love to send a video tonight. You're doing that one. Yeah, Rashif, Rashif, the Rashif Captain Hook thinks I'm doing the things with the shoulders all the time. <laughs> um, where are you off to next? Uh, to my Eon. Yes. Uh, sorry, after after Melbourne. Oh yeah, so I had a re so now since I'm a father and I'm responsible, <laughs> so I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I'm I'm doing this thing that I'm taking uh, two three weeks that I'm really you know mm -hmm. going hard for it, and then I try to spend time with family and yeah, you know sure. to do to do my fatherly duties and okay. that that also helps me to stay in the studio a little bit and and these travels from California are really tough you know yeah. so that's good for me for my health as well. Um, so I that's that's gig here is is a, a third. Yes. Weekend in a row, and mm -hmm. previously last weekend I was in Israel, so it's another it? quite long travel. Yep. So I'm happy to say I'm going to be three weeks at home. Yeah. Very nice. And look, I'm not silly. The reason you've scheduled that to be flat out now, and then you'll be three weeks at home late May, early June, the NBA playoffs will be on. Oh <laughs> no, no! After that, after that, I'm going to Switzerland and Israel again. Okay. And but NBA playoffs. Yeah. Do you go to many games in the Bay Area? I used to yeah. until uh, KD came in and the prices are oh my god! Yeah, I've heard that it's impossible. Well, but they're about to, be, to move. But to be honest, to, to be Bay. honest, I don't. I don't want to be rude, but Golden State Warriors—they play their worst in the last five years. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to see them. Do you uh, think they'll make the finals? I think they're gonna win anyway. I, I, I can see them in Philadelphia in the finals. I can see them, yeah. yeah. And actually, I can see the Greek freak and then versus them. Like, I think if he doesn't get MVP, it's a travesty. But it's gonna, it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. And uh, and and I, I I really this year I couldn't even watch many games. Mm. I don't know why. I just just that game wasn't as amazing as it used to be. Yeah. However, saying having said that, yes. today they played Minnesota. They lost by one, mm -hmm. but Steph Curry. Yeah. Oh my God! Well, I've been locked in. This little guy, this little guy, this little guy, eleven threes. Oh, of course! Amazing! Yeah. Like, oh my God! Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable! Yeah. Unbelievable! <laughs> I love this game. Well, the first time I did meet you was at that Yamaya, yep. and uh, you were rocking the Steph Curry jersey. I had Dallas Dover jersey. <laughs> I, on. Did. I yeah. did. I <laughs> did. Um, so it was interesting to see that their careers. Uh, they they got to battle after we like, went to the I finals. Know, I have also Thompson one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why you wear the eleven when you did the DJ gig here. You had the Clay Thompson eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Thompson, album's eleven. I, I like the Thompson because it's like it's a uh, it's slate, you know. It's, yeah. like, it's looking really cool. I, I was I was like since I got married, my wife looks yep. uh, looks that I'm looking decent. Okay. <laughs> one final question before we go. If you could ask, this is one thing that I finish all interviews with, um, and you don't have to rush it. 
But if you could ask any person or being from any time, living or dead, any question, who would you ask and what's the question? So while you think about that, this is Perfect Stranger. He's just finished up on the Bush Techno stage. Paradigm 2019, it's been an awesome day. Neelix is just finishing up now. Thank you so much to the team. All this uh, and more will be found on trentoff.com as well as the Paradigm social media pages. Yuli, thank you very much. Who would you ask that question? Thank you. I would probably, uh, well, actually there would be probably a lot of people I would like to ask a lot of mm -hmm. questions, but I would definitely go to Jimmy Page yeah. and ask him to play a couple of riffs in my studio. Oh, very nice. With the record button held down, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I've never told anyone what my answer to the question is, but um, when I came up with that question, I was actually listening to one of your sets. So um, the answer to mine is, I would walk up to a stranger and ask them, what is your name? <laughs> so there we go. We won't have to cut that off because I don't want everyone to hear that, but that's, that's my little one. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Trent. You always make our lives better. Please keep doing what you're doing. Don't ever stop. Um, but just get on Philly's bandwagon instead of the Warriors, would you? <laughs> I'm always happy to come here. Always. Thank you, Trent. Don't forget. How good was that? Now you guys can understand why I've been talking this up so much, but also why Julie and I. Julian and I put so much time and effort into making this the best possible production we could because of how generous and how open Yuli was with his time. Thanks again to Lev and the Paradigm team for making it happen. Thanks to Molly for helping film it. Maya for helping also with the socials and uh, getting some cool pics for us there at Paradigm 2019. Our track of the week, pretty obvious. It's playing in the background now, Manifestation, life-altering tune. Have it, here's a little sample in the background. Thanks to Yuli for letting us use it. You can go and watch that full interview on our DoofTube YouTube channel. Please check it out. It's come up really well. We have more great content coming soon. Our interview with Freedom Fighters, which was just days after Paradigm, will be up in the next probably fortnight. We've got our cool, we've got our cool chat with the Dace Bar Daddies, Dustin and James Austin, uh, also coming up soon. And then we delve deeper into what makes Melbourne's underground music scene so awesome and we explore some of the best clubs in Paran and then we go into summertime we've had some of our regular guests be over in Europe these last couple of weeks so we're going to get their recap from their tours um, and some of the best parties that they visited in the European summer and we're going to tell them what they missed out on back here but hey thanks again for tuning in Doof Troops where it's at trentoff.com Get onto Yuli's digital structures. He has got some very beautiful techno and side trance that they're getting pumped out at the moment. Hologram tickets are on sale. That's on Grand Final Eve, so September 26. So get along for that one. What more can I say? Enjoy a bit of manifestation. Manifestation. Obrigados. Vamos.
manifestation is the realization and the harmonizing with the vibration of what already exists here with you that you simply that you simply not do not see yeah because it is invisible to the vibrational level on which you operate so I 